This is the Main Attraction Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Justin Strong and Ryan Nelson. Welcome to the Main Attraction Podcast, where we discuss the biggest television shows and movies in the entertainment industry. I am your host, Justin Strawn. Joining me each week is the other host of the show, who can't wait to talk about his favorite movies from the year of 2023, Ryan Nelson. Justin, I'm excited to give Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, and (laughs) Ezra Miller and The Flash the... Praise they both deserve. That's right. We we must sing their praises uh, uh, <laughs> repeatedly on the, here on the top ten podcast. So, uh, if you're wondering, I, I don't think either one of those going to up on our list. So, uh, we, we are not we are not being serious. But um, uh, if you've been listening to the podcast since we started the podcast last year, thank you for continuing to listen and make us a part of your day. If you're new to the show, we hope you enjoyed as we talk about our favorite movies from the year 2023, as previously discussed. Uh, if you'd like more, if you are new or you're regular, like more access to the show, though you can visit our Patreon page and become a patron of the Main Attraction Podcast. You can go to patreon.com slash the Main Attraction Podcast and you can get Patreon only content. Uh, you can support us at a three, five, ten, or dollar level. And when you join up, we'll shout you out here on the show. Uh, if you want ad-free access to podcast, any level of being a Patreon supporter will get you the show ad-free. Doesn't matter which level you're signing up for, three, five, ten, or twenty. All of them get the show ad-free. Now there are additional benefits if you go for the five, the ten, or the twenty-dollar level. But if you even if you if you're like, hey, you know, I'd just like to get this without the ads, then that three-dollar level will will get you that without ads. Uh, if you can't be a patron though, you can help the show out by rating us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We'd love it if you do so. Uh, if you were to go on there and leave us a, a five-star rating, that that would help us out a whole lot. And if you have time, we'd really appreciate it if you wrote us a review on Apple Podcasts. I haven't had any of those here the last couple of months. So uh, if you want to get on there and help us out in the spirit of, of Christmas giving, we would love for you to do that. So uh, if you'd like to interact with the show, send us an email to mainattractionpod at gmail.com and we will answer any thoughts or questions you might have. Uh, so just go to your email and send us an email to mainattractionpod at gmail.com. All right. As we said earlier at the top of the show, we are discussing our our top ten films for the twenty twenty three year. We did our top ten television shows earlier. Uh, we did that one kind of early. We did that one at the very end of November. Do you want to put any addendums on that real quick? Or are you happy with what you had? Uh, the only thing you know, we, I've really liked Slow Horses right. and Fargo uh, season five. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I mean. And those even, are potential. Yeah, we even talked about that when we we said you know those weren't yeah. going to be eligible because we hadn't finished them yet. Uh, the Honestly, only th- they probably would have made mine. Yeah, they probably would have made mine too. Uh, so, like I said, I'm, I'm not really sure. Uh, Fargo will end. Uh, uh, it ends next week, so it technically will end in 2023. No, uh, yeah, sorry, yeah, slow yeah. horses. I'm thinking slow horses. I said Fargo. Yeah, Fargo will end in 2024. So, uh, the only thing that I would have added uh, had I seen it prior to to us recording that is uh uh oh, what's the name of that show blue uh uh blue eye i can't remember the name of it samurai blue eye samurai yeah thank you uh it, that was really really good it was just absolutely yeah. fantastic i probably would have put it on there uh it probably could have even cracked the top five it was, i was like that impressed with it so mm-hmm. But uh, but anyway, before we uh, so like I just want to kind of see if you have any addendums you want to put on that. But um, we are talking about movies this week, so anything? Let's just talk big picture about movies. What did you think about the year in movies uh, after for twenty twenty three? So if you look at like the beginning of the year, it was slow. It was, 
But man, did it not pick up? It really did. I know when we did this like halfway, half my movies didn't make it when we did this in June. I had because three. we had so much mm-hmm. we had so much quality that came out in the end of June, July, and August, and really the end of the year that it's man, it's really turned out to be a very good movie year. Uh, I don't I'm a real, little concerned about twenty twenty four because of the strike. Uh, I think the first half of it could be in yeah. pretty bad shape. Now there are a few things that go that got pushed back. So, like I said, that could yeah, that's true. That that's could, true. That, that could, could help it. Save, yeah. That could save it. You know so. what? That's a good point. So maybe it'd be all right. But like overall, man, I would say the quality was really good. Also, thought the streamers, especially Netflix, put out some very good movies at that the is, end of the year yeah. that they normally have not been. So I, I was actually impressed with them. I only had one streamer. I think I'm looking at my list real quick. You only had one streamer movie that made my top ten, but I, there are a number that there are a number that yeah. uh, I really enjoyed. Uh, but I'm with you. Yeah, same same thing. I had one that made it, and I had a couple other that were close to it. Uh, but like I said, I'm I'm with you on uh, the state of it. it. You know when when the first half of the year when we did this in the twenty when we did this in June of this year. Uh, I'd only seen 10 films. So like that was my top 10 yeah, list. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because there, there wasn't quite as much stuff out there. Now, uh, of those 10 films, only three of them survived my top 10. Uh, so like I said, there's quite a bit of stuff from the second half of the year that was just really, really fantastic, especially in, you know, Jul- uh, July, August, uh, in that range. Uh, yeah. But there's a lot. But there's been a lot of good stuff since uh, in mm-hmm. in in the second half of the of the year, and I've I've really enjoyed it. Uh, and there's a lot. Look, I've seen a total of 27 films because uh, I started this with my shows this year, and I started it with my. How yeah, do you do that? You, you're doing a good job with that. Yeah. Every time, every time I complete a show, or every time I see a movie, I just put it where I current where I have it on the list, and uh, that way I've got the entire thing uh, ready to go, and don't even have to worry about it, uh, when we get to the end of the year. So, uh, but like I said, I've seen 27 films, which is probably a little over the normal. Uh, I normally like to try to see around 30 or so, uh, but yeah. uh, I'm pretty good with 27. So, And I, I will say, of the 27, 26 I would probably put Lost or Higher, uh, and my 27th would probably be a Friends. So. That's, I mean, that's very, very good. Yeah, I know, like, I, I, I'm really picky. Like, I, I know what I'm going to, when I go to the movies, I, I pretty much know what I'm going to like, so I don't take, take a whole lot of chances. I don't, like, like break out. And the only time yeah. I, like, venture out of my comfort zone is if it's, once it hits streaming, or if I can rent it for, like, yeah, four or five yeah. bucks, then I will, but I'm not going to the movie theater without being relatively certain that I'm going to like that film, so. Uh, all right, so shall we go ahead and get started, then? Let's do it. All right. Go ahead. Okay. Same, go over the rules. Uh, same rules apply to our uh, top 10 films as they did to our top 10 shows. If we both have the same film, uh, but one of us has it higher, uh, let's just say Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. <laughs> if we one of us were to have it, I'm, I'm putting it out there because I know it will not show up on our list. But if Ryan were to have it at eight and I were to have it at three, we would wait and discuss it until we got to uh, number three for, for me. So uh, I, I think this will be, I think we're going to have some of the same films. I don't think they're going to be anywhere close to the same spot, but uh, we shall see. Yeah. So. I, th- I think, I think, yeah, I think we have several of the same ones, but not all of them. All right, uh, so go ahead and go with your number 10. My number 10 is Air. Okay, I have it much lower, so I do not have it on my list. 
Oh, okay, okay. But go ahead and start. I, I liked it, don't get me uh, wrong, but I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah. let's get more into it. Love their biographical story of uh, how Air Jordan took off and really took over the world. Fantastic stat cast. Yeah, it's really directed by Directed by Ben Affleck, starring Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Jason right. Bateman, Viola Davis, uh, Chris Tucker, Chris Messina. I mean, just a stat cast and just a really fun movie. Right. And it, like... We talked about in our Patreon about uh, being a uh, how great it was being uh, uh, Generation X. Right. This is another example. This movie was Generation X. We were kids when this was going right. on, and it just brought back so many memories. The way they, you know, brought in what was going on during that period, and like I said, the acting was fantastic. I really loved it. I, I didn't see it at the theater. I saw it when it hit uh, Amazon, and I, I really enjoyed it. I think this would have been a fun movie to watch with a crowd because I think there would have been a lot more laughter right. and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah, they they put it on. They they decided late in the game to put it in theaters because it was supposed to just be an Amazon Prime film. Yeah, uh, I look. I liked it. I, I, I enjoyed it. But like when we get into my list, you're on, you you will just see it's it's not a Justin type movie. Uh, and a lot of my list is Justin type movies. So because we had a lot of really good types of those movies this year. Uh, yeah, and that's the reason why. I just it, like I said, it's a good film. I enjoyed it. Uh, like I said, it, it would definitely have been a lost in uh, for me. Uh, but it's just not going to be when we. Talk, like I said, when you start start hearing my list, you're going to see like, oh yeah, those are Justin type movies. So that's the reason why it doesn't uh, um, make it into the top ten for me. So, all right, number ten for me. Uh, this is a little bit of an outlier because I just talk about all those Justin type movies, and this one's not really one of those. But that is Asteroid City, uh, the Wes Anderson film. Did you ever see it? I still have not seen it. Uh, it's it's look. Here's the thing. I will go ahead and put this out there. It is a it's Wes Anderson, so there's that. Uh, and Wes Anderson does not always jive with a lot of people. Look, all of his stuff does not jive with me. I was not a huge fan yeah. of uh, The French Dispatch. That was not one of my favorite films. But he's got a very unique voice when it comes to the way he tells films. Uh, and this is probably one of his more thoughtful films. This is one that uh, he probably really tried to go for a very much more artistic approach to it than probably some of his other ones. Uh, if you go read any review, if you've seen the film, you, you probably have an understanding of what I'm talking about uh, when I tell you what I'm about to tell you, that if you when you get done watching that film, you could take away a lot of different meanings for what he was trying to accomplish on this. And if you, I read four mm -hmm. different reviews of it, and they all came away with four different four different meanings themselves. So, like I said, it's uh, there's a lot of things that are open for interpretation. Here's my the thing I could see easily with Asteroid City. Uh, there are now ten pictures that get nominated for Best Picture, and normally one or two of them are kind of like curveball nominations uh that are just kind of really different than anything else i'm thinking like sad uh, triangle sadness last year uh something like that yeah yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. uh yeah, i could see asteroid city kind of like going into that type of being like one of those picks that the academy's like it wasn't really a, a it was a, it was well reviewed and well liked but it was not like just like completely universally praised by everyone because it is different and it is a it is somewhat hard to uh follow at times but i could see that the the academy just looking at this film and saying you know it's 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 a big it's mm -hmm. uh what's the word it's a big swing from from wes anderson it really is and uh, i wouldn't be surprised they at least you know award him with with a um uh, best picture nomination. Wouldn't surprise. I don't. And, I'm not counting on that, but it wouldn't surprise me if they did. So. And that was another huge stat cast, like oh, yeah. the amount of people in that. And also, this movie is interesting because I was looking at best and worst list, mm -hmm. 
And this movie was making both, both both sides. Yeah, it really was. So it was, it was interesting. Yeah, you're, you're not wrong, because it, it shows up in a lot of both of them. So. Yeah. All right, uh, what's your number nine? John Wick, Chapter 4. Okay, I still haven't seen it yet. I need to see it. I haven't seen it yet. Go ahead and talk about it. Uh, you know, I love the John Wick franchise. Yeah, and this one, man, I swear, that they keep topping themselves. They took it to the next level. This one almost feels like a ballet at time. Like the like the fight scenes are dancing. Really. The 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 uh, cinematography and the and the fight scenes are just unbelievable. The the set pieces that they're at, like it's man, they just take it to the next level. They give it a perfect ending that they could end the series here. Right. And granted, they're already doing a spinoff with. Uh, Anna de Armas called Ballerina and John Wick is supposed to be in that. I don't okay. know if it's a prequel or not. I'm very excited about that. But they're already trying to talk Keanu into doing chapter five. Okay. But like this is I'm telling you, man, these fight scenes are unbelievable. There are things you haven't seen before, like I said, in uh great cast, uh besides Keanu and Lawrence Fishburne right. and L- Lance Reddick, I think in the his last screen. Right. Uh like the last time. But but like Bill Skarsgård and Donnie Yen are in this one. Okay. And well, you know, Donnie Yen is just awesome. Oh yeah. And uh so adding them to the cast, man, like I said, they they took it to the next level. A lot of people like this. They think this is the best movie of the franchise. I still love the first one. Yeah. Like I was oh, yeah. just so blown away. But I'm telling you, Chapter Four will is it will blow you his way as well. And, and like I said, they they up the ante every time. So bravo to them. It they, is that series has not gotten stale, which right. is impressive. Yeah, I do want to see. It. I just have not gotten around to it. And I was hoping it would come to a streamer that I had, but it's it went to Star, and I don't have Star. It's one of the few things I don't actually have. So yeah, I want to break down and just like purchase it here soon if I want if I want to watch it. And I'll probably do that eventually at some point. So uh, and I do want to watch it though, but I just haven't gotten around to it. So all right, number nine. Uh, yesterday, what I decided to do is I wanted to just possibly like put some things on there that maybe our listeners hadn't seen uh, because I was looking at my list. I was like, you know. Well, this is kind of this is a lot of films that everybody would have seen and i found two films one of them they both came really really close to being in my top uh 10 one of them i just had to go ahead and put on here uh but this is a netflix film it is an animated film this is a strong year for animation uh it really really is uh but it's nimona uh yeah i'm pretty sure you haven't seen that i'm I'm assuming uh yeah yeah, it's like it's a really really good film uh it takes a little bit of time it took me a little bit of time for me to get into the story but once they kind of like start unraveling the story a little bit and start like like giving you what the story is really all about it's really compelling it's a absolutely you know like just kind of heart you know just really tugs at your heart uh for the 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 lead character and just the uh the things that she's put through uh and like i said it's 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 one of the better stories that you will see and it's it operates in a weird space because like it's all about like medieval knights and stuff like this but it like takes place like in the future with flying cars and stuff so it's like it's it's a really interesting setting that it takes place in uh to have all this medieval scenery and all this medieval talk and things like that uh but in terms of just the story it's just an absolutely incredible story it's a really really well done uh, i fully expect it to get a oscar nomination for uh best anime film. it's not going to win don't get me wrong but uh yeah. it, it's going to get a nomination it's it was really i was surprised at just how much i enjoyed it uh so like i said if you haven't seen the moment if you uh, especially if you have kids uh uh i would really recommend it because it's it's a really compelling film and i've I thoroughly enjoyed it so Okay. All right, you're number eight. 
uh, my number eight is The Killer. Okay, I haven't seen it yet. I do want to see it, but it's on Netflix, yeah, I know. And it's on Netflix, the David Fincher uh, story of a, of a uh, hitman that the mission goes wrong, starring Michael Fassbender. Mm-hmm. It is incredible. I wish this one had come to the theater because I definitely would have gone to see it. Right. Because Fincher does such a great job with the sound and stuff. And mm-hmm. it sounds good at home. I have good Bluetooth speakers, but it's not the same. Man. Oh, yeah, I, I know. Mm-hmm. I wanted those seats to be rattling next to me, like like when you go to a theater. And uh, it's almost like a samurai story, so it's it's very well done. You will not know where it's going. Has a little John Wick to it, which okay. is good. But like um, like I said, you just don't know where the story is going. Fassbender, he's so committed to you know his, he has a regiment. That's why I was thinking it's like a samurai story because right. it's very regimented and it's just really cool to watch and you know Fassbender has not been active much lately and good to see him get back and especially at a part like this and hopefully he will start acting more yeah he's actually been f1 racing which is insane <laughs> i did not know that about him so yeah. uh yeah that is interesting said the least so all right my number eight i'm surprised it made it on here uh i enjoyed it way more than i did it's a movie that we talked about not too terribly long ago uh that is the marvels no, I don't uh, like yeah, it all moment, yeah. but I did enjoy it. Yeah, I, like I said, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was great. I thought it was fun. Uh, look, I understand why like critics hit it uh, when they just, like start talking about like things like uh, they noticed things like when you have uh, actors like talking with and not being able to see their, like those things that they do with ADR. Like those are things I don't notice, and it makes I know. And like I can understand if those are things that you you can pick up on and you're aware of, and that's the part of the movie making industry that that you are aware of how movies get made and all that type of stuff. I can understand how things like that would really turn you off on this. I don't know those things, so I just enjoyed right, a fun film. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It, the only thing I noticed sometimes is some bad CGI, and this movie did not have it. No, I really didn't. Now, there may have been a couple of moments, but they were rare. Yeah. Uh, so, like I said, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. I, I didn't expect it to. En- I didn't, and that's this may be part of it. I didn't expect to enjoy it as much as I did. Uh, right, same, yeah. And when, like I said, when you get surprised like that, that can really. Uh, that can really like ramp up your uh, favorability for a film, and you know when it comes out on Disney Plus, I may go back and rewatch it, and I may think, okay, it wasn't quite yeah. as it wasn't quite as good as I remember. But see, I think it may hold up better on a second it, watch because I think I think the jokes will still land. Yeah, I think they will too. So like I said, I don't, but I don't know. I mean, I, that's always a possibility. But like I said. I was kept waiting when I was going through and doing the after I watched this, I was going through. It's like, yeah, it's it's number eight for me, and uh, actually it was number seven. Then when we watched one thing and uh, it moved it, it got moved down one. But like I said, I was really surprised at just where it landed for me. And you know, if you didn't like it, I understand. So if you want to hate on my list because you don't like the Marvels, if you're listening to this, I get it. I understand why people didn't like it, but I thought it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. I'm glad that I saw it. So. It is a lot of fun, and let's shout out again Amon Vellani as Miss Marvel. She is (laughs) a huge reason why this movie works. Yeah, she's she's a big part of the reason why it's sitting here at number eight. She's not in this. It's not making my top ten list, and it's not making anywhere close to my top ten list. So, all right, uh, what's your number seven? Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Okay, I have it higher. I do have it on the list, but I do have it higher. So we will discuss it when we get to uh, when we get to it on my list. Uh, my number seven, I bet you have, and I'm sure you have it higher, but that is Barbie. I have it higher. Okay, yeah. so, all right. I'll tell you what then. We will discuss that when we get to it on your list. Uh, but for now, let's take a real quick break, and we'll come back to our six through four.
Alright, so uh, since we both have those at number, uh, those a little bit higher, then let's jump up to our number six. What's your number six? My number six is Blackberry. Okay, I have not seen it. I do love to see it, but I have not seen it. So go ahead and talk yeah. about it. So it is the biographical story of the rising great fall of yes. the Blackberry phone, and it is. Uh, it's one of these movies that the way it's done, it's kind of suspenseful, but so funny too, starring Jay Baruchel and Glenn Howerton really uh, from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia mm-hmm. really does a fantastic job. He's getting a lot of award buzz right. actually as Best Supporting Actor. Carrie Elways is in it too, but it's just showing like how smart these guys were to build it up and just how dumb and just like cocky they got and how it all went bad just from greed right. and, uh, but it is it is very funny uh, it was made in Canada and uh, I, I saw it we have an independent studio independent film here in Birmingham Alabama sidewalk we have our own film festival sidewalk film festival right it's where the uh, Daniel brothers got their start or the Daniels <laughs> from everything everywhere but uh Blackberry fantastic movie I can't recommend enough it's actually was purchased by AMC and they have made a uh, miniseries out of it. Oh, really? They're showing it in like different parts, like during a week. Okay. Like they've broken it up, so <laughs> it, it ought to be hitting streaming soon, where it'll be more available. And I think I think it'll be a movie that will become very popular at that point. So Blackberry, that's that is my number six. Yeah, like I said, I do want to see. It. I just haven't seen it yet, so uh, yeah. I would I do want to check it out. Now, my number six, I know you don't have because it is one of the three that I had that survived to uh, that survived to the end of the year, and you didn't have it on your middle of the year, so I'm pretty certain you still don't have it on there. That's Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, I did not. Modern yeah. Thieves. Yeah. Uh, I know you saw it. Uh, yeah, I liked it. Really yeah, liked it. It's a really fun film. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, and like I said, this is this is a Justin-type movie. It's fantasy. It's funny. It's got great action scenes in it. It's got mm-hmm. a Hugh Grant who is just playing a role that, he, oh, yeah. that is just like... I, I, he's at the point in his career he's like I know I'm not going to be doing leading men anymore so I'm just going to do these like roles where I can just camp it up a lot uh, and he does such a good job in, in that in this film uh, it's on it's on Paramount Plus so if you haven't seen it it is on Paramount Plus you can go check it out it did not do great at the box office and it's, it's a really a shame that it didn't do great because it's a great film I really enjoyed it yeah. a lot Chris Pine is really good. So is Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah. It's good to see her getting in stuff besides the Fast and the Furious, so people can see how talented she is. Well, and she needs the she needs the correct roles, and this is the type of role that she yeah. needs. Uh, oh yeah, where she can show off just how physical she can be with her acting and how good she can be in those types of roles. If you put her in the in the wrong type of role, she's she's not going to do great. Uh, she has some comedic chops. Yeah, as well. she does. Mm-hmm. So you find the right role for, her, and this was a perfect role yeah. for her in this film, mm-hmm. and, it, and it worked really really well. So. Like I said, I really enjoy Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, uh, I don't know if they're going to do a sequel because of the box office or not, but I'm hoping that they do because, like I said, I really yeah. enjoyed it. So, yeah, I would definitely go see it. All right, uh, what's your number five? Gardens of the Galaxy Volume Three. Okay, I do have it on here, and I do have it higher, so we will we will come back to that one in just a little bit. Uh, my number five, I know you don't have it on here. Uh, but it's another anime film, and it's one that I absolutely loved. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. I, yeah, I have not seen it yet. I love this film. If you, it, Even if you didn't watch the Turtles when you were growing up, it's 
a really interesting watch just because of the animation style that they do on it. Uh, it's like purposely done ugly in certain parts of it. Like the, the human characters, and if you watch the story, you'll understand what I'm talking about. But like the turtles just want to be accepted by, by, by the people in New York City. But they view them, the people in New York City view them as monsters. Uh, but because that's what, you know, uh, what they've been told is like, uh, Splinter has been telling them, you know, you can't go out there. The, the humans will hate you. So they kind of are like, the turtles kind of view the humanity as monsters. And the way they draw humans is very monster-esque. Uh, so it like kind of twists the whole uh, dynamic back and forth. Mm -hmm. uh, there is a scene, I mentioned this when I watched it earlier this year and we did recommendations. Uh, Jackie Chan is the voice of Splinter in this and there is a scene where splinter starts to fight and it looks like a style of fighting that jackie chan would do in one of his films i mean wow that I, is cool and i don't know how to describe that other than when you see it you will know what i'm talking about uh but the decision to just make the turtles teenagers and actually get like teenagers to voice them is like the most brilliant thing that they should have done for a long time because you know, these have always been called teenage mutant Ninja turtles but it's always been voiced by, like 30 year old men <laughs> yeah right, right. Uh, so they don't feel like teenagers and in this right. they were they were voiced by teenagers i mean donatello he sounds like a 12 year old kid he's not uh, i think he's like 15 or 16 the guy who did the voice acting of him but uh i mean he definitely sounds like a, a, a teenage kid and it just works incredibly well and it's something they should have done a long time ago uh but yeah. it was like it's the fact that it did not get nominated for a golden globe for best animated film i'm i'm shocked it was mm. amazing i mean it was critically acclaimed by everybody that saw it uh fans loved it i mean it's one of those that it hit both and for whatever the reason the golden i don't think the academy is going look it's it's not going to win the Academy for uh, Best Animated Film. Don't get me wrong, uh, but it, it should get at least at least get nominated. If it doesn't, I'll be really really surprised. So, all right. Uh, so that's my number five. What's your number four? Killers of the Flower Moon. Okay, I still have not seen Killers of the Flower Moon, but go ahead and talk about it. Yeah, it is an incredible uh, Martin Scorsese uh, movie about the Osage uh, County. They were the richest, some of the richest people in the country, mm -hmm. uh, the Indian tribe, and that uh, unfortunately got taken uh, from them in a, a horrible situations. But right. it's about that, and man, incredible acting from uh, Lily Gladstone, who is really the star of this, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, Robert De Niro, and Robert De Niro giving one great, probably his last performance. He's, yeah, I know he's still acting, but this is an, this is like vintage De Niro. Right. I was so impressed with him because, uh, he has a tendency to mail it in, but not with Scorsese. Right. So, but it's, it is so good. You will just feel sick to your stomach at, at times. It is really long, so I think it will be even bigger on streaming. I think this movie got hurt because the rumor was it was going to come to Apple and then two weeks later, I mean, come to the theater and then two weeks later, it's going to come to Apple. Right. Well, it still hasn't come to Apple. <laughs> I, I, you know, it, it was talk of it doing the, the Netflix model right. or the Amazon and that didn't happen. And I, I think that really hurt the box office. Also, it's really long. Yeah, but like I think I think at home it will do better with that. But it is an enjoyable movie. I, I actually learned a lot. Like so, oh, and it's also about the beginning of the FBI, which Jesse Plemons playing uh, an FBI agent. So that's that's very interesting. And as my well. understanding is like. In the book, that's the actual main character. Is yeah, yeah, is yeah, the Jesse yeah. Plemons character? Because uh, I read, because 
I've read a lot of a lot of people talk about it, and a lot of people and a lot of people have said, you know, people who have who have not liked it have said they would have preferred that they just stuck with the original storyline of the book. Well, and it's become yeah. what it comes down to is Leo didn't want to play that part. Leo wanted to play yeah. the part that he's playing, so that's why they switched shifted. So they made them switch parts, which I kind of feel bad for Jesse Plemons because he was supposed to have the bigger part, right? Because he's the the character that Leo is playing is supposed to be a guy in his twenties and thirties, right? Which Jesse Plemons is. Yes, he is. <laughs> Leo uh, is older than us. So, yes, he is. Uh, yeah, so, but it makes it work. It's still a really good movie. And like I said, it's uh, Scorsese still has it. What, what can we say? Yeah, look, I'm sure it is an absolutely wonderful film. Uh, we haven't talked much. We've talked about it on Patreon. Uh, I struggle with Scorsese. Uh, I don't really jive with a lot of his films. So that's one of the reasons I have not seen it. I think you will like this one. Uh, I'm gonna, when it comes, when it is on Apple, it's on Apple now, but you have to pay like $25 for yeah, it. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I'll, wait, wait till it's streaming. Yeah. It'll, it'll be before long. Yeah, so like I said, when it does that, that is when I will watch it because I'm not going to yeah. spend twenty five dollars on a movie that, like I said, at the top yeah. of this thing. If I want to spend that kind of money on something, I want to be relatively certain I'm going to enjoy it. So, uh, I'll, like I said, yeah. when it comes when it comes free, I'll check it out at that point. So, uh, we'll, we'll just see from that. So, All right, my number four. You haven't seen it yet. Uh, it is on Hulu now, though. Uh, and I highly recommend anybody who hasn't seen it, because this did not do great at the box office, because it came out at the end of September. It was in the middle of all the strikes. And it blew me away. That is the creator. I'm, you haven't seen it, correct? Yeah, I've not seen it yet. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it is phenomenal. I was. I thought I would enjoy it when I saw the trailer. I thought I would enjoy it. I was a little worried though because when the when the reviews came out, uh, it didn't get like just overwhelmingly positive reviews. Uh, so it was. It's like in the mid to upper sixties on Rotten Tomatoes, and it's a little. It's like around that same area on uh, Metacritic, if I remember correctly. Uh, so I was like, said, well, I'm not sure if, uh, if this is going to be as great as I thought it was. I wanted to see it in theaters, but this was right in the middle of all my wife's health issues, so I couldn't go see it in theaters. When it finally came to, to uh, be able to rent or buy on Amazon Prime Video, uh, I took advantage of it, watched it, and absolutely loved it. It is. It looks incredible. Uh, it just shows you don't have to spend $200, $300 million to put a great-looking movie out there because yeah. uh, it only they, the budget for this thing was $80 million. Well, uh, that's crazy. And it looks amazing. It is done by Gareth Edwards. So he's the director of it. Uh, he did. If you liked, let me just put it this way. If you liked Rogue One, you'll like this. Now, I discovered one of the reasons why it was reviewed somewhat poorly by some people. Gareth Edwards, he admits this, that he pulled from a lot of existing things that he knew about that and he, that influenced him greatly on this. I mean, obviously, he did Rogue One, so that's going to influence him. Uh, but there's a lot of, like, Apocalypse, uh, Apocalypse Now type stuff in it. Uh, there's a lot of uh, District... Oh, it had to be the, the first Alien... District Nine. District had, Nine's in there. It had to be the first Alien movie. Uh, yeah, I think he said Alien it kind of inspired him a little bit, and there's some... You can kind of see some of that. Yeah. Um, but just any sci-fi film, uh, you know, Blade Runner, Blade Blade Runner, yeah. There's definitely a lot of like Blade Runner type stuff in this, uh, and so like that's one of the reasons why people dinged it in uh, critic circles because they said it's not it's not that original. Look, John Cleese made a. Uh, I heard somebody say this earlier. Uh, John Cleese made a statement when he was uh, somebody asked him, you know, how do you make good comedy? And he's like. There's only so much. There's only so many stories you can tell. So just what you have to do is just steal, 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 and then just make your own make your own story based <laughs> off of 
off of what other people have done and like use some of the same right. things they've done and just make and this is kind of the way it is with everything especially nowadays oh yeah we, we've told a lot of the, the stories and so you know if you use your influence use the things that have inspired you and this is an original story there is nothing i mean it is not a tie to anything else uh and so like if you want original stories this is what you get. I mean, yes, is there obvious influence from other other films? This, yeah, there absolutely is. But it's a completely original story. Uh, I mean, the the movie AI that uh, Spielberg uh, mm-hmm. went with um, Kubrick and they teamed together before Kubrick died. This is that's a huge influence on this film. Uh, like I said, these are what you need to do. Like if you want like original storytelling. You can get that, but you may have to have like influences of other films in it, and that's perfectly fine. Like I said, I love yeah. this film. I thought it was amazing. Uh, I'm like I said, the only thing I'm disappointed is I didn't get to watch it in, in theaters, but that just wasn't going to happen with everything that was going on yeah. in, our, in our life at that time. But if you haven't seen it, it is on Hulu now. Go check it out. It is you will. I, I really doubt you will regret watching it. It is just an absolute. It's gorgeous to look at. It is incredibly entertaining from start to finish. And John David. Um, uh, Washington. Yeah, John David Washington, uh, Denzel's son, is just putting on an incredible performance from start to finish in that thing. It is just wonderful. So that I would like highly recommend you check out their creator on Hulu now. So, all right, uh, let's take another quick break and then we'll do our top three. All right, number three. What do you got? Oppenheimer. Okay, I have it higher. I do have it on here, but I do have it higher. So uh, we will talk about that in just a little bit. But we're coming back to a couple of the ones that you had uh, lower. So number three for me is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Where did you have it? I had it at number five. Okay, so you had it at five. I have it at three. Uh, You go ahead and talk about it since you can talk about it a second ago. It was James Gunn's swan song for Marvel, and it was perfectly done. Mm-hmm. It came in a time where we all we were all down on Marvel, right. and this one blew me away. I never thought I would care so much for a raccoon. <laughs> yeah. They gave these characters, these characters that we love, by the way, right. a perfect send-off. I actually left the theater happy and sad yeah. that I would never see these characters again. Well, most of them, right. again. I'm sure someone uh, will crop up again, but yeah. Uh, but like it was, it was so well done. It, you know, James Gunn is a master at these types of films, and it, he did it again. Yeah, uh, it, it like I said, it was great. I mean, obviously, I have it at number three, so uh, it was one of my favorite films of the year. Uh, it it's one of the it's one of three that uh, stuck around for me from the the first half of the year. Yeah, and I love this film. It was absolutely magnificent. Uh, don't want to get into a whole lot of it, but you're right. I mean, you know, we care about these little furry animals that are on the screen that you never ever thought you would have. Uh, the just the inexplicableness of the fact that the Guardians of the Galaxy. Of the trilogies, the independent trilogies that, in, that are inside of the MCU, the fact that the Guardians of the Galaxy is arguably the best of the trilogies, the only one that can really compare is Captain America's. Yeah. Uh, the fact that it is like probably the best, like I said, you can make an argument for Captain America, but uh, it's between those two, and the fact that you're, it's even in that conversation is impressive because most people had no idea who the Guardians of the Galaxy were right. before they ever no hit, hit the screen. So uh, I feel kind of bad for the Marvel Cinematic Universe with this film because we talked about this, I think, last week on, on the podcast that uh, maybe been in our Patreon. I don't remember when we talked about it. But uh, because James Gunn did it and because he's going to head up the, the DC Cinematic Universe now for, for Warner Brothers, like 
Marvel doesn't get credit for is like, yeah, but that was James Gunn. Uh, so, right, right. Uh, like, yeah, yeah, that was good. Right yeah, that. the MCU had a good film, and they were that was really good this year. But they don't get credit for it because this was James Gunn's last one. So, uh, right. like, even when they have a win, they can't get full credit for. It. So, like I said, I kind of feel bad for them, but uh, they'll be fine. I'm sure they still have billions yeah. of dollars, uh, so they'll be all right. Yeah, yeah, I'm not worried about them. All right, uh, you're number two. What do you have? The holdovers. The holdovers. I still have not seen it yet. I do want to see it though. Yeah. Uh, this is Alexander Payne's movie about three people uh, that are stuck over Christmas, starring Paul Giamatti, uh, Devana, jo- Joy Randolph, and let me find the young guy's name. There's a new actor that was, he actually worked at the school. I mean, he was a student at the school right. that they were filming at. Dominic Sessa. He okay. is fantastic. So they are the three leads about they're stuck, and, and they have to... Uh, live with each other and then we learn about you know what's going on in each other's lives and it's man it's just heartwarming heartwarming it has a beautiful ending uh, it is this year's coda and that's why it's driving some film critics crazy because <laughs> when you watch this movie you're going to love this movie it is so funny it's also takes place like in 1970 and it looks like a film from 1970 really. so the way he it's like grainy the cinematography is just outstanding and like the Alexander Payne knows how Paul Giamatti is one of the best actors we've ever had, for right. sure, especially in our lifetime. But like he knows how to use him, and there's so many pictures or so many scenes of them using Paul Giamatti's reaction to stuff, and he he's just a guy that makes incredible faces. But you're gonna love this movie, and it is a it's a Christmas movie as well. Uh, it I went back and forth on if this is my favorite movie of the year, but like my wife and I, when we watched this, we, we both just went on and on about how much we loved it, and still talking about it. So. The yeah. holdovers is my number two. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Yet. I do want to watch it. It's on available on streaming to, to buy and rent, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, yeah. right now. But uh, I just haven't seen it yet. So, uh, my yeah. number two, I think you've had it number seven. I think uh, across the yeah. Spider Verse, you had it number seven. Yeah, that's correct. Okay, that's what I thought. Uh, you go ahead and talk about it first, and I'll talk about it. You know, I'm not a cartoon uh, animation guy, but this was man. This series is just unbelievable. The, the things they do with the animation, man, it, it just blows my mind. It just feels so creative, so mm. new, innovative. Uh, it is, you know, this is another movie. It's like two and a half hours, but it's flying by. You don't know what's going to happen next. And get this. They know how to use the multiverse. Yes, they do. They absolutely do know how to use the multiverse. You're correct. Uh, I'm with you. It's it's absolutely fantastic. I loved, I loved, uh, I loved uh, what was the first one called? Uh, Into the Spider-Verse. Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Uh, it was amazing. I didn't see that one in theaters. Uh, it, it looked weird to me. I was like, I don't know if that's, that's something that's really up my alley. When it finally came out on Amazon, I was like, okay, I'll go ahead and watch it. And it was mind-blowing. It's like, okay, I'm not missing this one in theaters again. Yeah. Uh, we decided to cover it here on the show. And you're correct. It's just absolutely phenomenal. It is I mean, it is. It looks so incredibly good. It is somewhat overwhelming at times, just how good it looks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The the voice acting is absolutely top notch. Oh, yeah. Uh the story is just absolutely incredible. Uh the the thing that a lot of people dinged it for is was the fact that they didn't realize it was going to be a uh 
It's going to be end up on a cliffhanger and basically be a. a and that, that was my biggest issue. If, if I had, if that had not happened, that really disappointed me at the time. And I wish they hadn't done this because they originally, when the first trailer came out for it, it was originally billed as Across the Spider Verse Part One, uh, and then they took that away. Uh, I don't really know why they did that. They just decided to make it Across the Spider Verse, uh, and like so, I went into it knowing that it was going to end that way, uh, and that probably that probably anything yeah. that I would have dinged it on that probably took that away from me uh just because like i said I, I went into it knowing that they were going to end the way i didn't know know how they would end it obviously but i knew yeah. it was going to be something's going to happen and they're going to have to do fix it in uh the, the third one uh and look it is te- tentatively that we're scheduled to release in 2024 i don't think that is going to happen uh, no. <laughs> it's probably going to be 2025 2026 maybe even longer than that uh but it is just absolutely incredible like i said it, uh it's gives people exposure to miles morales who is mm-hmm. a relatively new uh, spider person in uh the world of marvel i think he's only been around since like 2013 if i'm not mistaken um but he's he's not been around for that long uh and you know it has just been absolutely phenomenal to watch uh it's one that i go back to i've watched it a couple times since it came out on netflix and it's just great it is just absolutely fantastic yeah so. and i've you know as we guess it's blown up again on netflix oh, i yeah. saw where they did one for the last two months and it was in the top 10 yeah it, it's it's just absolutely phenomenal so if you haven't seen it yet if you even if you're like i don't like to watch animation you, you get, do yourself a favor let's do us go check this one out it is yeah, great so yeah i think i know your number one and it kind of surprised yes. me if that is the case yeah. so go ahead and tell us what your number one is my number one is barbie yeah and the reason is i want to hear this <laughs> it's it's because the second time i watched it i enjoyed it just as much if not more okay i love this movie when we watch it again also, I just have to think about like the phenomenon it did this summer. Yeah, I mean, it was like it amazing. was unbelievable, and it's it's just so funny. I love the risks they took, and they worked. Mm-hmm. Like they make fun of Mattel. Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. They make fun of Barbie, and it, it everything about it works so well. I just thought the music. I normally don't like musicals. I love this. Right. I love the songs they use. Margaret Robbie and Ron Gosling are just unbelievable as the leads in this. They use people like Kate McKinnon and Will Ferrell perfectly. Uh, it just hits all the notes. The fact that this movie, we all thought this movie was going to suck. Yeah, when, when it, I first heard the Barbie movie, I was like, this, this is going to be terrible. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it does not, and I'm telling you, when I watched it again uh, a couple weeks ago when we were getting ready to cover all the show, I couldn't believe how much I enjoyed it the second time right. around. Like, the, I was even catching little things. I, I love this movie, and just the, the the phenomenon that it's done, I have to give it credit. Bravo, Greta Gerwig. Bravo, Margaret Robbie. Uh, I had it number seven, so it is definitely in my top ten list. I mentioned it earlier, it is in my top ten. I don't have it quite as high as you do. I really enjoyed it; thought it was great. Uh, obviously, there were some things I just liked better, but yeah, no, it's yeah, I'm with you. It's a really good movie. It's really funny. Uh, it understood the assignment, uh, which was yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, which was basically, you know. Yes, Barbie is an iconic toy, uh, but, you know, it has, you know, there are issues around it that have made it not quite as popular as it was. I mean, I asked my daughter, she still hasn't seen it, and my wife hasn't seen it yet either. I asked my daughter, she wants it. She has no desire to see it. She has no desire to have anything to do with with Barbie. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, It's just this generation doesn't doesn't play with Barbies that much anymore. So, um, like I said, it understands it. It wanted to, like, put its place in history 
properly uh, and still have fun all at the same time while doing it. And it does an absolutely fantastic job of that. So, uh, like I said, I think. Oh, it, go ahead. I think the other thing for me, I saw this in the theater with the packed crowd. Mm -hmm. And when I was around all these women that were our age and all these young women enjoying themselves so much i think that made my experience even more well it probably did uh it probably doesn't hurt to, for that to be the case i mean it's it made over a billion dollars for like oh near a billion yeah. and a half for a reason so i mean yeah it's it is a it, like i said it's, it's a really good movie i enjoyed it a lot uh and i'll be really interested to see what happens for it at a war time like i said i think it yeah. will get a best picture nomination i, I don't think it's going to win uh yeah. but i think it will at least be They'll at least say, hey, we're going to at least give you, you know, we recognize these cinematic, what's the word I'm looking for? Achievement. Uh, achievement that it was just, and just how, and how influential it has been in terms of uh, like box office and cultural impact and all that type of stuff. Uh, I think they will recognize it for that and at least give it a nomination. I could see it winning like a best yeah. screenwriting uh Academy Awards, something along those lines. It'll get some type of. It might. It'll. It'll probably definitely win like costume and like set design stuff like that. Music has a good shot. Yeah, music has a good shot. So, like I said, it'll win stuff like that. But it'll. It'll get. It'll get nominated for some of the bigger categories oh, yeah. just to at least sure. to at least like recognize its its importance. Uh, I, I would be shocked if Margot Robbie and Ron Gosling aren't nominated. And Greta Gerwig. Yeah, like I, said, I just. I, I don't know just because I'm trying to think of. Like, I'm trying to think who would be, like, up for those as well, so I'm not real sure. Oh, uh, well, Gosling has some, like, you got De Niro, you've He's got, got Robert Downey Jr., Jr. Matt, Matt Damon, you've got Charles Melton from May, December. He's got some, some like... Like, serious competition, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, like I said, for the, on the women's side for acting, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I'm, I know there have been some really great performances we've talked about, but I'm not sure. Yeah. I can't tell you which are the ones that are going to be, like, the surefire Oscar uh, nominations uh yeah there's one that i would i will be really uh, go ahead greta lee for past lives a lot of talk for, yeah that her. was the one i was about to say she's probably oh, going and, to be and lily gladstone i don't know yeah, if she'll lily be in... yeah my guess is she'll probably win it if i had to guess but yeah. I could be wrong, oh, yeah. so. all right my number one you mentioned at number three or four i think uh number three number three okay and it's oppenheimer uh so you talk about it real quick then i'll talk about it Loved Oppenheimer, had it at number one until I watched Barbie again and then The Holdovers. Okay. Uh, loved this movie. It was just an epic story of the creation of the atom bomb. Uh, the acting is just phenomenal, especially Robert Downey right. Jr. Good to see him back in something like this. Yeah. Killian Murphy was unbelievable. Uh, as we discussed, they could have done more with Emily Blunt, but yeah, we won't talk about that here. But, like, just a really incredible movie. I can't imagine how edge... I couldn't believe how edge of the seat, my seat I was for this. Right. And that's Chris Nolan. I mean, that that's all that is. And the explosion lives up to all the hype. Yeah, I mean, if you go back and listen to our podcast on it, uh, you know, I hate the praise bond. It's my number one film. And it's not even particularly close. As much as I loved Across the Spider-Verse, it wasn't really close with this. This was just amazing to me i look yeah. i have i am openly said i like christopher nolan more than any other director currently going he does whatever it is about the way that he makes films they just speak to me and i enjoy almost everything that he does uh and this to me is his best work uh, i know some people will, will say that he's done other things that are better that's fine if you want to say that i i, I disagree i think this is just absolutely his masterpiece and you know 
I, I need to watch it again because I haven't spent the money to. Uh, I yeah. don't like. I, I don't like spending twenty five dollars on a digital copy that I'm not sure I'll right. own in the future. Yeah. Um, but you know. When I can, when it gets to the point where I can, uh, whenever it makes it to whatever streaming service is going to make it to, I'm not sure who what studio did it, but I, pl- I will watch it again, uh, probably repeatedly watch it again, uh, and I'm just trying to determine if it's the best film I've ever seen. Uh, that's how much I oh, enjoyed wow. this film. Yeah, it, it was it was amazing. I loved this film. The way that he shoots it is incredible. Uh, the acting, just Christopher Nolan gets some incredible performances from from his cast. Uh, yeah. Like I said, Emily Blunt. If that's probably the only area where you can like really ding this thing is her part should have been uh, her part should have been more developed and probably should have been like yeah. she's going to get nominated for a best uh, supporting actress if developed properly. She probably should have been a best lead actress. Uh, like yeah. I said, so that's really the only thing that I can really ding it on. But it is absolutely phenomenal. I loved it. I I, I I can't wait to see what Christopher Nolan does next to follow this up. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just can't I can't wait to see it again. So uh, it and, is and my again, number one. Thank you, thank you for giving us Robert Downey Jr. in another role like this. Yes. he needed it. We needed it. Yes, you, you're correct because we haven't seen him anything like this in a long, long time. So, all right. Uh, before we count count ours down, let's do a couple things real quick. Do you you want to do things that just missed the mark for you? Or do you want to talk about yeah, like twenty twenty four? Well, let's talk about some ones. Uh, I, I really like Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning mm-hmm. Part 1. Uh, Leave the World Behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was some of the streamers. Uh, May, December. Yeah. Uh, I watched Past Lives this week. I oh, really enjoyed that okay. as well. Yeah. Uh, Blue Beetle, we talked about at we the did, time. Yeah. Really like that. Uh, I really like Creed 3. Uh, and yeah, that was those were the ones that kind of stood out for me. Uh, some other ones that uh, were just kind of off the list for me. Uh, this is one that I watched yesterday. Like I said, I, I watched two movies yesterday, hoping that at least one of them would make it onto my list. Uh, this one came close. Uh, it would have been number eleven on my list. And this is probably like the smallest budget movie I've ever actually watched before. Uh, it is called The Artifice Girl. Uh, it is like when you talk about under the radar, it is under the radar. Uh, and we're going we're recording this ahead of time, so I'm probably going to put this on my recommendations as well for when we do recommendations tonight uh it is honestly it's probably more akin to a play it's in like three acts the first act is in an all is in like a conference room the second act is in a different conference room the third act is in somebody's home uh with a flashback to like uh a dilapidated house uh it is just an interesting take about uh about artificial intelligence. Uh, the premise is there is like a vigilante uh, who uses artificial intelligence to uh, trap child predators. Uh, and like, that's like I said, that's kind of the premise and it just kind of goes from there. But it really asks a lot of like questions about like moral questions, ethical questions about using artificial intelligence. Like I said, it is all contained in like three scene three scenes in a very very small block it is probably the smallest budget film i've ever watched uh it is wow. really really good though uh if you can find it on amazon i think it's like on sale for like four bucks to rent like eight bucks to own or something like that um so that like i said i really wanted to talk a little bit about that one just because like i said i want to give our listeners at least one movie that they probably have never heard of that they might want to go watch so yeah. i will say this it's a little bit slow at first uh but once they actually kind of like uh, get into the specifics of it it's it's really a compelling watch so uh but no, like i said artifice girl would have been that leave the world behind would have been uh 
uh, was really good. I did, didn't quite make the list as well. Uh, Super Mario Brothers movie, I had it pretty high at the yeah, beginning. Did, of the yeah. And it, there were just movies that were better. I really enjoyed it. I yeah. love that film. Um, just uh, this past weekend, saw Wonka. It was really, really good. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I was surprised at how much I enjoyed it. I, was, I wasn't really expecting to enjoy it as much as I did. Past Lives is another one. Uh, so those are the ones that were kind of like right there on the cusp as well. But uh, yeah. uh, it, like I said, good, it was a good year. Uh, I really enjoyed yeah, it. All the stuff that I watched. I, I was really surprised Mission Impossible did not make your top ten. Uh, that that did surprise me. So man, there was uh, there was more that came out, and then it was another one. Man, it was that that ending. You know, the right. part one. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. Uh, let's talk real quick before we sign off. Uh, twenty twenty four. Anything specific? Like, what's your like your big thing that you're looking forward to in twenty twenty four? Doom Part Two. Yeah, that's mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deadpool Three. Yeah. The I, Fall yeah. Guy with Ron Gosling. Oh yeah. I about that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was trying to look at a list. Um, I'm trying to. The Joker uh, Part Two. Yeah, the jo- that'll be interesting. I'm. Uh, I, uh, and I'm, it's a musical. It's right? a musical with uh what's your name uh, uh lady gaga lady gaga yeah lady gaga is playing harley quinn in that uh so i'm really interested to see how that's going to play out i mean i'm really yeah. interested so uh that should be interesting and, uh gladiator part two i'll mention that as well i'm interested to see where they go with that yeah he's playing uh he's taking up the role of gladiator uh, paul mescal that's right, and then paul it's mescal. got a huge denzel pedro pascal yeah like, it's a huge cast. Yeah. You basically mentioned all the ones that I'm kind of looking forward to. At the top of the list for me uh, is uh, Dune Part 2. Uh, I've read the book, so I'm, I, I kind of know where the story should go. Uh, but, in it, like I said, if I'll be really interested to see how they do that because uh, I, it should be really entertaining if uh, they hit, yeah. if they nail this thing. I, I feel like they will. Denny Villeneuve is, yeah. is really good at what he does. Uh, but uh, the other one is Deadpool three. Uh, I, you know, I yeah. was not a huge Deadpool fan. I wasn't. I didn't think I'd be a huge Deadpool fan. I just thought it would like lean into the crass too much, and it does. Don't get me wrong. But when well, I it's actually, freaking hilarious. It's hilarious. I mean, that's the thing. It is absolutely hilarious when you when you're watching it. Uh, so uh, I'm looking forward to. It. I think that comes out in May of this year. And it's the only. And we get Hugh Jackman back. Yeah, Hugh Jackman's back in it. Uh, he's re- he's reprising his role as as Wolverine for at least one more time. So uh, I'll be really interested to see what they do with it uh, because apparently it's also going to like be uh, like an ode to like the Fox era films of the Marvel universe. Uh, they're going to be like looking back at some of the I don't know I don't know exactly how they're going to do it. I trust they'll do it well though. So yeah. all right, uh, do you want to go ahead and recap your top ten and I'll do mine? Oh yeah, yeah. Let me go. Yeah, I, I already got my thing. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, number 10, Air. Number 9, John Wick Chapter 4. Number 8, The Killer. Number 7, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Number 6, Blackberry. Number 5, Gardens of the Galaxy Volume 3. Number 4, Killers of the Flower Moon. Number 3, Oppenheimer. Number 2, The Holdovers. And number 1, Barbie. All right, my top 10. Uh, number 10, Asteroid City. Number 9, Nimona. Number 8, The Marvels. Number 7, Barbie. Number 6, Dungeons & Dragons. Uh, number 5, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. Number 4, The Creator. Number 3, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Number 2, Across the Spider-Verse. And number 1 for me is Oppenheimer. So, uh, that wraps up our summary of movies in 2023. Uh, anything else you want to share before we sign off for the, for the yeah, year? appreciate it. Appreciate everyone joining us, and we will talk to you next time in 2024. That is correct. So I would echo those same sentiments. 
And as always, until next time, may all of your entertainment dreams come true.